It is February 13th, 2018, and we're about to call Jeff Kurtz. So ring this guy up. We're going to give a car away. Everybody's Oprah rich. Yo. What's up, Jeff? How are you? Doing good. Got wife putting the, the little girl down. Well, cool deal, man. Honestly, just to let you know, I uh, we called from like a, a Google talk thing, so it is already recording just to get you up to speed with that. This is a new method we're talking about for our podcast that we're working with so we can kind of call through like a microphone little setup and record everything in a platform, just so that's not news to you. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I'm all good. I'm all good on this end. Well, cool deal, man. So if you just had a few minutes, I just wanted to ask you a few general questions so we can kind of put like a podcast-style thing on the site like we've talked about, or even if this was just a tester, it would kind of put us in a better platform yeah. uh, moving forward to kind of get a professional one. But I feel like you've done so much work for us so far that uh, – or you've done right. you've done so much awesome stuff for us so far. So even just to put like a, a quick little bio would be awesome, and then we can continue to add to it as we uh, collaborate in the year to come. Yeah, sounds good, man. Well, cool, man. So Jeff, I appreciate your time, man. I'm excited. Round one's coming up in a few weeks. What's coming up? What's new for your car? What's going to be different for the 2018? Oh, man, we got a lot of new stuff we're working on. Um, some of it's going to happen early in the year. Some of it's going to happen later in the year. Um, the thing that we're hoping to have ready for round one and hopefully we make round one because that's kind of, it's going to be our make or break, you know, for round one. But, um, we did the electronic power steering of the car. Um, finally, uh, everybody's been asking, you know, how long we're going to run it. And, um, basically I was going to run it till I started having an issue with it. And we started having an issue with it, uh, towards the end of the year. And, uh, so we're now switching over to a hydraulic system. So, which is going to be a little bit of a learning curve, but I think it's going to be better in the long run for us. Now, by chance, have you gotten any so, seat time, or is it still kind of in the building process? So you no, get man, I've actually point. been building on it. I, uh, I've been, so it's, there's no, like, bolt-in kit for anything, really, on this car for drifting. So we've been having to make everything, and I've had a lot of help from um, Chris Jennerett that's been running, he ran a pro program a while back. And he's still developing the car along with us developing our car. So we've kind of been shooting ideas back and forth between each other. And um, I'm kind of going with his idea of the steering rack. So um, we're using a, a BMW steering rack in the car. So we had to, you know, fabricate everything to make it work. So, um, but we got the steering rack on the subframe now. So now it's just a matter of figuring out a pump and everything else. So. That's pretty crazy. So you just no kind of you just kind of going like uh, off your own experience. You're like, hey, well, I think this BMW would part would work for this, or I had a good experience when I when I drove with this vehicle. Is that kind of how it's working for you? Uh, no, actually, I had no idea what direction to go with with the the hydraulic stuff because I've always had the electronic system in my car, and um, you know, I remember you know early on with with uh, some of the early cars in FD. Um, they ran our extended steering racks. I was going to go with an extended steering rack because it's been done before. And um, Chris had done it early on with his build as well. So I kind of hit him up, like, hey, like, do you have any advice? You know, I'm, I'm looking at doing this this year, this and that. And uh, he's the one advised to go with the uh, the BMW rack. He says it's, it's a lot stronger of a rack. Apparently he's had issues with the, uh, the RX-7 rack in the past, so. 
dude, that's <laughs> that's awesome, man. Props, props to create something so original from scratch like that. Like that's definite dedication oh, yeah, to the absolutely. to the pa- to like the the hobby. That's past hobby, I guess. That's dedication to the the race car life. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know uh, I'm excited. And we got we the, got our, my bad. What the were you other gonna say? big thing. Yeah, yeah. So the other big change to the car, other than you know a new livery, you know we're going to try to keep it fresh. So um, the other big thing we're hoping they have by the end of the year, we're going to, you know, we're, we're it's going to be stuff kind of behind the scenes working that nobody will really be able to see uh, unless you follow the Instagram or whatever. But um, we're actually building a V6 for the car. Um, so we're going to be uh, transplanting an engine, moving away from the four-cylinder finally. And um, I'm really excited about that. It's something I've been trying to do for about two, a little more than two years now. So, um, But I, I think it's it's progressed far enough finally where there's enough, I've done enough research with it and testing in other platforms that I'm ready to do it. That's awesome, man. I'm excited. And like you had mentioned, you know, you may not make it to round one necessarily, but either way, I'm excited to, to catch up with you at some, some rounds so we can kind of see how this project is built. Because how long have you been running Absolutely. the S2, S2K? Because I know you've had it for a good minute. All right. I've had that car. Let's see. I, I got that car back in high school. It was my daily driver. Um, <clears throat> and I daily drove it for many years. Um, I think that was back in '05. I think I got that car, um, which was also about the same time I stumbled across drifting on uh, G4 TV, and I saw the RSR S2000, and I thought it was such a cool thing to you know that they were doing because um, I I had previously came from you know grip racing like autocross and stuff like that at, at that time. Um, I was doing autocross stuff with my dad, and I kind of saw this drifting thing, and at the time, I saw that point of it, but didn't really know where to go to, you know, I, I didn't know about Lone Star Drift or any series like that happening. So it was a lot of, you know, parking lot testing, you know, in the middle of the night, learning how to, you know, pull the handbrake, how to maintain the drift and all this. And um, I think it was in 2013, I decided to actually try and go compete in Lone Star Drift. I'd been doing Jim Connor stuff on the side. I'd been hosting events and stuff like that. And I, you know, I'd had plenty of seat time, but I've never really went and competitively drifted. So in 2013, we took the car out. It was still a two liter. Um, I think it had coilovers on it, but it was still like stock steering and everything else. And, and we found out exactly how far off the car was from being competitive. Um, I think I drove like the entire track at like full lock um, just because it didn't have any steering angle. And uh, um, I don't think we qualified that round. And then uh, after that, I was like, all right, like I know the areas where we need to improve and all this. So I was going to work on that. I made an angle, I started made a, a slight angle kit and got like 45 degrees of angle or something like that. Cause the car value has like 30 in the factory, which is less than like a standard 240 from the factory. And, uh, was getting that all together and had an engine failure before like the last round 2013. So took two years off to really build the car the way I wanted it to build. Cause in my mindset, you know, I've always looked at, at a form of drift. So if I, I want to build a car kind of on that level, maybe not the power or the build, you know, the money invested, but I want to build a quality build, you know, and I didn't just want to throw something together. 
So we took two years off, stripped the car down to the tub, and like took off a lot of weight and a, a bunch of other stuff. You know, had the cage kind of redone to FD spec and everything else. And um, and that's like when we kind of bought the car back with it when it was first blue, and um, I think we qualified 33rd our first time out. And then uh, we progressed through the year and got better, you know. And the following year, um, we kind of came out round one and uh, was on fire. You know, the car did great. You know, we were in the group and everything. We were second. I think the only car we lost to was uh, McGuire's Pro 2 car. And then, um, you know, we did okay through the rest of the season and then started having some failures as you start, you know, finding the weak points of the tennis and everything like that and kind of fell down on points. And um, last year, you know, we kind of just went back to, you know, we're going to go out, we're going to have fun, and that's what we've been doing, and we're going to kind of do the same thing this year. We're not really going to compete, um, but we will be at the Lone Star events and driving and developing the car. When was the first year you, uh, I know you mentioned you were early on with Lone Star. When was the first year you had kind of heard about them, or what was your insight as far as the first time you went out to Lone Star like what kind of were your expectations and kind of where is that lie as far as where it's at now as far as a competition based driver man um, so the first time I really experienced Lone Star um, was back in 13 2013 I think it was round three I think there's still a video somewhere on YouTube of an interview with me and uh, Tim um, who had I think won that year um, but I, he'd been running already and it was me and another buddy and we've been, you know, we've been driving with Tim for years before going to Lone Star. And, uh, so for me, it was kind of just take it in. It's our first time being at that, you know, at what I felt was a more competitive event or a, uh, something that wasn't just playing around, you know? And for me, it was all just a learning experience, just getting a feel out of, you know, what to expect in that it's the first time doing anything qualifying or you know anything like that so it was kind of interesting for me early on experiencing that <clears throat> and at that time i was like man i'm so far off pace and everything else and to go from there to where we are now i think the driving has stepped up so much from where 2013 was to where it is now um and with me running just two years in it, the progression that I made in just, you know, two years from being uh, someone that doesn't qualify to being, you know, a top 10 driver in our series was incredible for me. And also to be doing it in a car that wasn't, nobody really had high hopes for, you know, as, as they first saw it. But I, had, I knew the car could be competitive. I knew it could be, you know, a top tier car. It was cool to be able to change everybody's perspective on it. Well, ultimately, um, I mean, respect to you for doing that as a driver. Because, I mean, yeah, I, I think that's awesome to do that as a car. But when it comes down to it, you are the one that, you know, took the skill set and developed that new pattern to kind of make that possible. So, honestly, I say tops off to both the build and you as yourself because that's having it be harder to try and create something from scratch like that. Oh, absolutely, man. And that's, that's, that's what everybody's always everybody's asking where I got this and where I got that. And it's like, I had to build it, you know, it, 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 this stuff isn't available. You know, it's not like even you're at your typical S chassis where you can go buy all these extra angle mods and everything else just run off the shelf. 
you know, we're having to develop and build everything on our own. And, uh, you know, there's a couple of people now starting to produce stuff out there, but you know, it's, it's at that point now where I'm really that far into it that I just want to develop my own parts, you know? And this is kind of a silly question, but just out of curiosity, have you ever thought about transforming to a more, um, common style build or is it that drive that kind of makes it unique that, uh, you know, kind of pushes you to continue to fabricate stuff from scratch? Man, you know, I've thought about it a handful of times, and a lot of people have asked me, you know, if if, if you ever do make that step to Pro 2, are you going to change chassis and all this and that? And man, I I truly am a Honda fan, and I love the S2000, and that's what kind of keeps me sticking with it, is uh, the, the S2000 is just, a, you know, it was an early dream car of mine, and now it, it's, you know, becoming even more of my dream car to have as it t- continues to progress, and, and I'm building you know, what I want it to be. Oh, I definitely respect that. And honestly, so, out of all the conversations we've yeah, had... Yeah, we will I'm, definitely be in the S2000 for the long haul. You know, I don't see me developing any other chassis. Uh, you know, I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help my friends out and stuff like that as, as they, you know, move on to new chassis and stuff like that. And I think it's... I think it's time to start seeing new chassis in drifting. You know, I, I think that while, you know, there's the tried and true you know, 240SX and the 350Z, but I think it's time to start for new chassis to start developing and, and being rolled in there. Because that's, you know, something that always drew me to, you know, drifting is there's such a diverse, you know, group of cars, even at the pro level, you know, you look at that and there's such a diverse group of cars there. That's pretty awesome. And what would your aspirations be if it was like the ideal situation as you kind of referenced a pro? and where they're at with their style of vehicles. Is that, you know, you'd mentioned kind of pro too. Is that where an ideal situation would lead is you'd be able to kind of perform or be able to compete at a yeah, pro think, one and pro two status. Yeah. As I tell everybody, you know, I'm, I'm happy being a pro-am driver. Um, but if, if I'd be lying to you, if I would ever deny the fact that I would love to go over in pro two. Um, and, and I think that's the majority of anybody running pro-am if if the budget's there and they can afford it anybody in the top tier of the pro-am series would want to be running pro too that, that makes sense and honestly i mean that budget is definitely overwhelming i mean even try to attend some of those events even from us from a spectator or spectator vendor standpoint is pretty crazy oh yeah absolutely so but like i said i'm i am i'm happy i'm content with with running pro-am um, I, I think uh, it, it, we we got a competitive enough group that you know you, you get that feel of it. Um, it. It's a little bit more laid back, and I think you know than I know Pro Two would be. I mean, but and I've worked a lot with with other racing and stuff with with my job that that is you know professional racing, and uh, you know I understand how pro racing goes and stuff like that, and how how rules and scheduling and everything goes. A lot to compare to our pro am side, where it's pretty laid back, and you know the rules aren't as aren't as clinched. So, was well, there anything else that's kind of new that we can expect in the new year, the new season? Man, uh, there, there's there's something that that's in the works, but I can't really say anything yet. I don't want to wait, and uh, the hopes is it'll be unveiled at uh, round one if we uh, if we can get everything worked out. Um, that, that's gonna be pretty cool for for me i think and uh but uh yeah we'll see if, if hopefully everything works out enough that, that works out pretty good 
But um, also that man, I mean, I'm just stoked, you know, to be having another round and being able to get back to driving hopefully pretty soon, and uh, you know, working with Careless some more. You know, we got some some new uh, new gear lined up. Hopefully, it's gonna start coming together pretty quick. So. Well, dude, I appreciate your years of support, and I honestly, I truly, truly look forward to all the other stuff we can uh, knock out this year. And you know, as we grow as a brand and as a company. I want to continue to offer more opportunities for you. So I appreciate your time on this little careless after hours, man. I really, I really do. And hopefully it kind of gives some of our followers a better insight as far as where you're headed and where your mind's at with some of the challenges that you've had to overcome, you know, getting to this point and what you want to kind of to do uh, moving forward. Because that's definitely, man, that's awesome. And I definitely, I respect everything you're trying to do. No, absolutely, man. No, I, I'm, like I said, I'm, when I, when I spoke with you the first time and we started talking about, you know, developing a partnership, sponsorship, whatever you want to call it, you know, it was, it was, I told you, you know, it was like, I'm not looking for, you know, a fly by night, kind of a quick deal, you know, I mean, anybody I get involved with, I want it to be a long-term, you know, project. So um, I'm just glad to be working with you. And, you know, it, it, I think we have very similar styles and, and goals that, uh, you know, really works out good. Well, I appreciate it, Jeff. And I honestly, I, this is long, long overdue. And so this is only going to be the first installment of many. But I'm excited to kind of have you on and to feature your story with our um, with our kind of blog and behind-the-scenes story aspect of the brand. No, absolutely, man. No, definitely. And and I'm going to be around one at least Saturday, whether the car's there or not. So we'll hang out and have some tacos. And, you know, <laughs> I like the way you think, sir. Sure. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, much love, Jeff. I appreciate. It. I hope you have a great night with the family, my man. And uh, I will talk to you Absolutely, very soon. Man. If there's anything, care. anything, anything at all you need from me, don't hesitate to just shoot me a call. Absolutely, man. No, you're 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 killing it. Thank you so much. All right, buddy. We'll have a great night, and I appreciate everything, man. Nah, much love, brother. All right, much love, man. Good night. That's a wrap. Careless After Hours, man. I appreciate you guys. Jeff Kurtz, he's a phenomenal person. Very talented driver. Lone Star Drift. You should check him out. Follow him on Instagram. Follow him on YouTube. Get those numbers up. Uh, I look forward to it. We have some great content in the thumbnail. Give you a look at his Honda S2000 that he performs and drives in. He's been driving that thing for years. It's a beautiful car. Every year he does a new livery. little New Year look. So check that out. Stay in touch. 2018 is going to be something different. I appreciate y'all. Careless After Hours, this is us checking out. Shout out to my producer, Steve-O for jumping on and killing this task. And I appreciate you editing and listening to this dumb shit over a few times. Only two people in the world will do that. That's you and my mother. I appreciate it. Appreciate you both. All right. Well, y'all are awesome. Have a good night. Eat lots of tacos. Drink lots of beer. Be happy.